my series is called The Tree of Life. All right. The series is called what? The Tree of Life. All right. Uh, but our series, I'm sorry, it's the Tree of Knowledge. I, we're, not, we're not doing the Tree of Life right now. Tree of Knowledge. Thank you very much. Say it with me. The Tree of Knowledge. All right. That's what we're on because that's Eve ate of the Tree of Knowledge of good and evil. The Lord told her the day she eat there, she, she, she would surely die. And she did die spiritually. We haven't talked about that in this series yet, but she did die spiritually. All right. Now, uh, one of the greatest things we have to understand in the word that uh, we do, we're going to be doing that our next service, I think. But anyway, let me get some names here. All right. Make sure you. Uh, thank you. Uh, we won't be doing that right now. Okay. Uh, Thank you. All right. Now, we do have a lot of people watching our television broadcast. We will deal with that at our next service, okay? So I'm going to ask you the next service, get me all those people who are watching us on television, our first service, put them with our second service, and we will make sure we give them a shout out this morning. All right. We don't want to forget our television audience. Uh, as a matter of fact, can we just do that this morning? We don't, right where you are, if you could just thank God for our television audience this morning. Thank you, Lord. For all those people who are watching us on our television audience, we want to share welcome. Uh, our first lady this morning gave you a shout out welcome. We want to give you another shout out welcome. Uh, we're going to be recognizing you the second services today. All right. All right. Got a lot of word. Don't go nowhere. Got a lot of word. All right. Now, what I want to do today is I want to go into the day's teaching. Now, if you was not here two weeks ago, if you're following us, it's just like writing a book when God gave you series. Not sermons, but series. All right, a sermon, that means you have no ending. Series, there comes an ending. Sermons, you have no order. Series, you have order, just like writing a book. You know where you're going next. You have vision when you teach series. All right, that is why it's so important. You got to have the Holy Spirit when you teach series because you got to know where you're going next. Now, two weeks ago, let's go back three weeks ago now, and we talked to you about... Uh, uh, the grace life. Say that with me. The grace life. Now, in last week, we followed up the grace life and we showed you in Timothy. Now, we showed you the grace life. We, remember, we enter into the grace now. All right. Now, this series, we started out on the tree of knowledge. Remember, of good and evil. Adam and Eve got kicked out the garden. But we saw Christ came and put man back into the grace. All right. Now, that's the next thing. So what I want to do now is take us to the next step. And that's what you've got to understand. When you keep in notes, I'm giving you steps. So when you're able to see the whole package, you can understand the grace life. Now, I taught last week. Let's go to that. What I showed you last week in Second Timothy 2 1. Last week, I showed you Second Timothy 2 1. If you're in the grace life, what are you supposed to be doing right now? See, that, this is first thing you got to get in the grace life. Now, today I'm going to check you out again today to make sure you're in the grace life. And I want to show you how it ought to be if you're in the grace life. All right. That's what the day is. You got a good word coming today. All right. So 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 told us, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong. This is what you're supposed to do. Be strong in the grace life. Now, we showed you that uh uh, being strong in Christ. And all of this showing you, if you're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, God told you what to do. 
if you're going to be strong. Let's go over there and look at that, Ephesians chapter 6. See, they had told you to be strong in the grace that's in Christ. If I'm going to be strong, uh, the Bible has all of his answers. So let's go to Ephesians chapter number 6. Told you if you're going to be strong, let's look at verse 10, uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 6 verse 10. See, Paul continually tells the church to be strong all through his teaching. But he was talking about in the grace. And then we showed you what it meant to say in the grace, mean in Christ. We talk about in faith. See, all these places you got to be strong at. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10, it says, Finally, my brothers, watch this, be strong in the Lord. See, it'll say in the grace some places. It'll say in the Lord some places. It'll say in faith. But he told you if you're going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you have to do something. Put on the whole arm of God. And that's talking about Christ himself. You have to believe the Lord Jesus Christ, death, death, and resurrection. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, one place just said put on the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Here it tells you about the whole arm of God. He broke it all down to you. All these things you have to put on. And verse number 11 said put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, tricks, strategies of the devil. All right? Now, he told you what to do. See, that's what it is. You, you in grace now. So you got to understand what happened to Adam when he was in grace. He got put out. See, that's what you got to understand. And the people that being replaced in the garden, I'm not, I, I know it's the garden, but the, in the promised land, these people are being replaced. Why are they being replaced? Because the people who are there is not taking advantage and living a lifestyle that is not pleasing to God. So you have to understand and see what got the enemy kicked out. They wasn't living for God. What got Adam kicked out? He ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which God told him not. So he broke God's law. All right. So we have to understand if you're going to live the grace life, you got to live right. If you want to expect all the blessings from the Lord uh, to be uh, operating in your life on a daily basis. All right. Now, what I want to do there, I want to give you my subject first. That's the first thing I want to do. Uh, let's go to that. And that's Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. What we're going to get our subject. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. We get ready to go uh, into our teaching for the day. Those three verses. Because we are showing you that the next part. We already told you to be strong in the grace. Today we move to the next part. And we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God's son. We're going to give you the subject already. The kingdom of God's son. Now remember, this is where you are. When you say you are in the grace life. We showed you already that you are in the kingdom of God's son. Now the kingdom of God's son is the kingdom of heaven. I want to make sure you put that down there because it's nothing more ignorant than Christians to say they're still going to heaven. I mean, you, you don't even know where you are. See, when you say you're going to heaven, that means you do not acknowledge that you already sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. See, you don't know you're already in the kingdom. So please listen, like I said, examine yourself. Don't think you already got it because you may think you know, but you don't know. I'm showing you that you are in the kingdom of heaven. When the Bible says, 
the kingdom of God's son, it is called the kingdom of heaven. But I'm, I'm going to show you that just a moment. Uh, so Colossians chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 12, 13, and 14, showing you what God has done for you already. Once again, grace is not what God going to do. See, somewhere down the line, you're going to have to write it down. Grace is the finished work of God. Grace is what God has already done. See, that's why we have a scripture, Philippians 4, I'm coming to this camera just a moment. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, told you, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Remember that? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for what? For all God has done. Not going to do. See, your, your prayer should be thanking God for everything that God has done. And when you begin to see that, it's called grace. This, if you can get this teaching today, boy, you can walk in the grace of God. I'm telling you right now, most people can't preach the grace of God. Most people can't walk in the grace of God because they don't know the grace of God. And that's what you got to understand. All right. So you got to understand you're not trying to get nothing done. That's why in this teaching, I'm going to show people that you do not have to sow in this, in this kingdom. See, so you got to go. Everything is already ready for you. See, we're trying to use Old Testament Law operate in the kingdom. You can't do it. You got to understand the difference in two different kingdoms. All right. I'm going to give you a lot of examples of the Old Testament kingdom, which is called the kingdom of God, their son. But I'm going to show you it's called the kingdom of heaven. And I'm going to show you how the kingdom of heaven operated. See, once you realize how the kingdom of heaven operated, then you'll be able to understand uh, how you're supposed to walk in the spirit. So you got to walk in the spirit, walk in love, walk in the light, all those things. You got to know the word. And I'm telling you, most people think they know the word. I'm telling you. I've been in the ministry for 43 years, and I'm still learning the word. So don't ever get to a place to think you got it. You haven't arrived yet. All right. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, 13, and 14. Here we go. Giving thanks to the Father, which has made us. Remember, has, past tense, made us, past tense, meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. So what are you partaking? Let me ask you one more question. What are you being a partaker of? Let me read it again. Some of y'all would have sleep on that. Let me go back. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us to be partakers of the inheritance. Made us partakers of what? Of the inheritance. And where is that inheritance at? It's of the saints in light. These saints are already in light. In light means they're already in the kingdom. They're already in Christ. All right, you've been made a partaker of that same covenant. Now, in verse number 13 is my verse. He tell you what else he's done for you. See, all this, everything God did for you. He has, past tense, delivered us. I'm giving you several verses. Don't talk so loud. Uh, he has already delivered us. Hear what it means to be delivered. See, if God already delivered you, then he saved you already. I'm going to show you he has delivered us. He has redeemed us. He has rescued us. Uh, all those verses is what God already have done. All right. He has translated us, the Bible said, into the kingdom of his dear son. So we got to understand if God has done this, my overall view is, are you in the kingdom? See, I'm not getting away from that. Because if you're in the kingdom, you should not be have no worry. That's the first thing he told you to do, that don't worry, see? 
If you're in the kingdom, why are you worried? You got to make sure you're in the kingdom. And that's where we're going to go. Colossians chapter 1, once again, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance. Now, you got to write this down because I may have to teach on this uh, if I don't think you're getting it. The word inheritance means I didn't work for it. Let me say it again. Let me come to this camera. The word inheritance means I got something that I didn't work for. Inheritance is what God blessed me with things that I didn't work for. That's my inheritance. When somebody left you something, you inherited it. You didn't work for it. If you do anything to get it, it's not an inheritance. How many know what I'm saying? Everything you got from God, you inherited. It was left you through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Ephesians 1 and 3, you want to put this verse down. I'm going to go to my teaching just a moment. But Ephesians 1 and 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, left you an inheritance. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has given us an inheritance. He has given us everything that he owns. The Bible says he became poor that we may become rich. See, he gave you everything. You inherited it. You didn't work for it. How many know the word inheritance now? Can you see it better? Come on, say, I didn't work for it. See, that's how you got what God gave you. You inherited it. All right. Now, let's go on. Now, back in Colossians, uh, chapter number one and verse three, back there again. Colossians chapter one and verse three. That's where we're at. Who has delivered us? Now, he's showing you what God has done. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Now, I need you to put down the kingdom of God's son versus the power of darkness. Because you got to know the difference. You're not in both of them. God delivered you from one. He delivered you into the other. Now, this is what stops a lot of people from asking a lot of questions about sin. If you know where you are and how you got there, you have to know that there's no more sin. There's no more death. There's no more hell. There's all these things that can't be in more. If you understand what I'm talking about right now. All right, let's move on. So it says, who has passed it? Delivered us from the power of darkness. So you want to put down the word power of darkness. That word power of darkness is the same thing as the domain, the domain or kingdom of. So it's the kingdom of darkness or the domain of darkness. So he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Well, if he translated me in the kingdom of his dear son, he has put me into his kingdom. Now, here's my point. If you're in the kingdom, all your needs are met. Let me say it again. If you're in the kingdom, all of the thing that God has for you it's already in the kingdom before you got there. Why? Because you inherited it. Come on, say, I inherited it. I didn't work for it. 
Right. Now, when Israel went to the promised land, where is all of the thing that they needed? Were they there when he got there? How many know God created Adam after he had created everything else? So you go back and look at it. God created everything else and then he said, let us make man. So you got to understand something. God put Adam over everything he has already created and made. That made him an inheritor. And you got to understand, this is how you got to think. Everything that God has put in my hand, it has come to be a part of my inheritance. I didn't work for it. I didn't bring anything into this kingdom, and I can't take nothing out. I told you that last week. All right, everything has been inherited. So we're talking about the kingdom of God, dear son. Say it with me. The kingdom of God, dear son. When I told you to put down, there's another kingdom that you came out of. God delivered us from the power of darkness. That word power of darkness means the kingdom of darkness. Now I'm going to give it, I'm going to give you where you are now. Another word for the kingdom of God, dear son. I'm going to give you another word for the kingdom of darkness. Let's go show you Romans chapter 8. And verse number 8 and 9. Romans chapter 8 and verse 8 and 9. See, this is why I don't argue with people who think they're water baptized and that's how they got saved. If you understand what the kingdom is, you couldn't get in there by water. And no man could baptize you into it. But anyway, it's going to come out in the message. So Romans chapter 8 and verse number 8 and 9. Just two verses. It says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So we know the kingdom of darkness is the flesh. The kingdom of God, darkness is the kingdom of this world. See that word darkness, world, flesh is all the same thing. That's where you were. All right, now let's look at another one. And verse number nine. But you are not in the flesh. Then he tell you now. But you're in the spirit. So we know where God put you. Where did God put you at? In the, in the spirit. So if God put you in the spirit, where were you at before? I just showed you in the flesh. I gave you a different word, but right here, this word is flesh. So you got to understand something. So when a man is born of the spirit, he's born out of the flesh. God takes him out of the kingdom of darkness, which is the flesh, and puts him into the kingdom of God, their son, which is the spirit. All right. So now, you know, man can't do that. Now, I'm going to give you this before I forget it. And that's first Corinthians 12 and 13. How do you get there? And then we're going to go to first Peter 2 9. I'm just giving you these so you can have the word. You got to understand to be able to prove your point is what you got to do. You just can't sit, out, sit up and argue with people all day. They don't know what you're talking about. But when you start putting that word on them. And let them know I'm in the spirit. How did I get in the spirit? I, let me show you. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. You see, you got people believe so strong in water baptism that they believe that you are put in the, the body of Christ by water baptism. And you got to be able to prove yourself. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13. So you just can't you just can't just talk a good talk. You got to know the word. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 13. But by one spirit are you all baptized. The word baptized means put into. By one spirit are you all put into one body. Talking about the body of Christ. Whether you be Jew, Gentile, whether you be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So God put you into the spirit realm by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me go back and show you First Peter, because that's another word. From here, we're going to go uh, to another thing I got to deal with uh, after First Peter we get there. First uh, Peter chapter 2. So God translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Well, this kingdom is also called the kingdom of light. If you, if you came out of darkness, you was put into his light. So you got to be able to put together those two, light, darkness, flesh, and spirit. Because Jesus taught on that in John chapter 3, elementary. That which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say to you, you must be born again. See, so that's what happened. God born you again, he put you in the spirit. But he had to take you out of the flesh, put you in the spirit. Talk about your soul now. Talk about your soul. So in, in, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and just verse number 9. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Now he's ministering to Israel about the same thing. But watch what he tells them. You are a holy nation. You are peculiar people that you should bring forth the praises of him who has called you. He's telling you, see, he's preaching to, to, to Hebrew, but he's, you, if you follow them, they'll change word. Paul said, translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Now, here, Peter says, he has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All right? So I know his marvelous light is the kingdom of God, dear son. Because God's kingdom is light. Ain't that right? The kingdom, of the Satan kingdom was darkness. So when you are, this is why you need to be born again. This is why you got to make sure you're born again. Because if you're not in the kingdom of light, you, are, you do not have an inheritance. Now let's sink in a little bit. If you're not in the kingdom of light, you don't have an inheritance. So you can't claim Ephesians 1 and 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly place in Christ. You don't have all spiritual blessings in Christ. See, that's what you got to understand. And you are not in the kingdom. You're not in the kingdom of God, dear son. You're not in the kingdom of life. See, so when people talk about sin, what kingdom is that? The darkness. In another word, flesh. Right. So if you got sin, do you still in the flesh? That's what you got to understand. Right. All right. So let's move on. Let's move on a little further. So I, that's that's where I want to start off at. I want to make sure you got to understand how you got in the kingdom, how you got in the kingdom. I was baptized by the Holy Spirit into God's kingdom. First Corinthians 12, 13. Then I have to understand what is the kingdom. Let's go see what the kingdom is. Romans 14, 17. Now, in Romans 14, 17, told you what the kingdom is. Now, I'm going to give you what the kingdom is, and what you got to understand is, can man baptize me into it? See, I'm, I want to make sure I get that spirit out of here. 
Because you don't, you still think that you saved by water baptism. Water baptism has zero to do with your salvation. And zero is zero. All right. Romans 14, 17. See, if you know what the kingdom is, you know water can't put you in there. Only God can put a man in the kingdom. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. When you get this, say amen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. Now, wonder why he's talking about meat and drink, because that's what people do on the table, see? But the kingdom of God not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness. How many know that's who Christ is? So you need to write that down, 1 Corinthians 1.30. See, that's who Christ is. He's your righteousness. See, these three things represent the Trinity. See, when you see these things like this, righteousness, peace, and joy, that's the Trinity. So righteousness is the Father. So the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is the Father, the Son. Remember the Son told you he is the peace? He is our peace. Well, let me, let me just give you that because I didn't hear nothing. Ephesians 2.14, you write it down. The Bible told you that he is our peace. That's who Christ is. He's your peace that passes all understanding. So you read Ephesians 4, 6, and 7. I'm sorry. When you read uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it's saying the peace of God. That's who Christ is. That's the peace you got. That's who Christ is. All right. So here we, in Ephesians 2, 14, you can jot that down. That's who Christ is. He is our peace. So the kingdom of God is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's why I'm going to show you he is the kingdom of. First, I'm going to show you the kingdom of heaven. Then I'm going to show you the kingdom of God. I'm going to show you both kingdoms. You're in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is in you. See, really, they are interchangeable because the kingdom of heaven is in you, too, because that's the father. So that's why I don't argue about it. All right. But that's really what he means. All right. So the kingdom of here is Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is. Tell you what the kingdom of God is. Righteousness, peace. And then he said joy in the Holy Ghost. That lets you know that's the spirit that you have in the Holy Spirit. You have joy. See, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you have to understand, he gave you righteousness, he gave you peace, he gave you strength, he gave you joy in the Holy Ghost. Give the Lord a big hand for that, amen. Thank God for his word. Now all that is telling you what the kingdom is and how you got in the kingdom. All right, told you what the kingdom is, how did you get in the kingdom, all right? All right, now I'm done with that, so I hope I don't have to spend a lot of time on that the next service. But I want to do that before we got anywhere else. All right, so we are talking about the kingdom of God, dear son. Let's go back and show you a couple of key words from the kingdom. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 20, verse 22 through 24. The book of Leviticus. From the book of Leviticus, I want to show you this because this is very important. Leviticus chapter number 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Leviticus. See, all this is just so good to me. Leviticus chapter 20. My point is, if you are in the kingdom, we're going to go to that next. That's Matthew chapter 6. And that's, where we're going to, that's what's going to take us next. The gospel of St. Matthew chapter number 6. Jesus taught that. We'll start at verse 25. 
We're in Leviticus now, chapter 20. In Leviticus chapter 20, we're looking at two verses, 22 through 24. Through 24. Let's go to three verses. We're going to come to this camera right here again. Thank you very much. First number 22. He's talking to Israel. You shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgment. I remember the Lord did this for us. And do them that the land, whether I bring you to dwell in, spew you not out. That word spew out, you know that means spit you out. And verse 23 says, and you shall not walk in the manner of the nation. Watch this. Which I cast out before you, for they committed all of these things. So he let them know, don't go in and do like they do. See, when God give you a new job or he give you promotion or whatever, don't go do like the folk before you. That's why you got their job. All right. And then he said, and therefore I abhor you. All right. Watch what he said in verse 24. But I have said to you, you shall inherit their land. How many can see what inheritance is about? God give you something that used to belong to somebody else. Now that's an awesome thing. See, don't, don't lose what you have. You remember how you hear me always say when I come up here to minister, God gave me the word. I'm still got a job. See, you don't understand that. When God stopped giving you the word, I mean, you got to look for another employment. This is, all, this is how I make my living by preaching the word. So, so if I don't walk right with God, God won't give me the word. And I don't want that to ever happen. I don't ever want to get before you and say, you know, you didn't give me nothing this week. I heard that before. All right. And verse 24, watch what he said. I said to you, you shall inherit their land. So he's already told them that. You're going to inherit their land. And I will give it to you to possess it, to own it. It's a land that flow with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, which have separated you from other people. So God called them, promised Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and gave it to their seed, their children. All right? Now they are inheriting what God had already blessed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob with. Everybody understand it? All right? An inheritance is what somebody left you. You didn't work for it. All right? So that's why we want to understand uh, uh, how this works. See, a lot of people don't understand sowing and reaping. I'm going to show you uh, in a little bit that you did nothing to get this. And you don't want to use sowing and reaping on the grace because you, 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 uh, you're getting stuff that you didn't plant. Uh, you'll get me later. We'll get to that. I don't want to go through my message and go over there just to get there. All right, now, I gave you my, my fundamentals. Now, what I want to do is, I want to go to another, another area right now. Let's go to uh, Matthew 6, 24. I thought you would jump on that. Matthew 6, 25. Thank you. And the reason why I tell you where I'm going, so you can remind your pastor, you know? Matthew 6, 25. That's what I need you to do. That's what the help I need. When I can't remember something. All right, Matthew chapter 6. I can do the preaching if I know where to go. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to go to verse 24. Now, in, in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 24, uh, Jesus is teaching, and he's teaching on, 
the kingdom of God. Remember, his whole message is the, is the kingdom. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What do Jesus preach? The gospel of the kingdom. But he's preaching the kingdom of heaven. All right. John the Baptist preached the kingdom of heaven. Now, you got to understand something. You are now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I, I want to say something to you as, as your pastor, because you got to know when the Bible talks about the word kingdom, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment, Christ has not been revealed yet. So when a person preached to, to preach the gospel of the kingdom, he's not preaching to you the gospel of Christ yet. Let me put it this way. The gospel of the kingdom was the mystery. The gospel of Christ is the revelation. See, I don't know why, when it's going to be, you're going to write some, some down. Because you're not going to remember everything I'm saying. All right? Now, I'm giving it to you. See, it took me years to know the difference. The gospel of the kingdom is the mystery. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached mysteries. Paul preached the gospel of Christ. Paul preached the revelation of a mystery. Let me give you those two things first. Let's go to Mark 4.11. Before I do Matthew 6, let's go to Mark 4.11. See, these are the kind of things you got to get a hold to in your spirit. If you have to write them down and study them through the week, you got to know these things to be able to preach the word. You can't preach the gospel if you don't know it. Yeah, who, who are you going to find to teach you? Ask me. I've been looking for how uh, many years? 37 years. I have not found many people even know. There are some people go a little distance, but that's for they can go. I need somebody to, to teach me. Well, I had to find out. I had to become the student and the teacher. It's all right with me. I found out I had a teacher and didn't know it. It's called the Holy Ghost. Mark chapter 4, verse 10. Let's go there. Mark 4, 10. And when he was alone, they that was about him with the twelve, they asked him a parable. Asked him the parable. Now, he just taught the parable in Mark 4, 1 through 9. Now, they asked him the parable because he's going to explain it. So, verse 11 says, And he said to them, Unto you it is given to know, here it is, the mystery. Now, not there's no S on there. So you, you got all that you got to understand. There are mysteries and there is a mystery. The mystery is what I just taught you on how to be saved. God taking you out of Adam and putting you in Christ. That's the mystery. You must be born again. That's the mystery. God take you out of flesh and put you in the spirit. God take you out of darkness and put you in light. That's the mystery. If you don't know this parable, can you get it? If you don't know how to be saved, how you going to know all the other parables? That's what he meant. All right. So he says here in verse 11, he said that them under you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. So you want to put down the word kingdom of God? We'll go there in Luke 17, 20. So write that down. We'll go there next before we go back to Matthew. But unto them that he said, but it, it, it's given to you to know. He told his disciples, it's given you to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. He didn't just say the kingdom of God. He said the mystery of the kingdom of God. 
I said he didn't say the, the kingdom of God. He said the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, when I go back and read to you, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, he does not say, Paul does not say the mystery of the kingdom of God. He said God has translated you into the kingdom of your dear son. Can you see he doesn't use the word mystery? Because it's not a mystery anymore. When something has been revealed, it's not a mystery. Oh Lord, I'm so glad I got, I'm so glad I got the two point something billion out there. I know I got some people in here, but I have to have, I have to have eels of people who wants to go into deep water sometime, you know. And I, there are time I'm in deep water and I, I'm up to my waist and I need somebody who know how to swim. You know, you got folk who can wait, wait in the water. See, them people don't know what they're saying because that's far as they can go. God gonna trouble the water. Mm-hmm. See, they sound good. That's what we did when we went out and got baptized. That's anchor deep. You, you and John the Baptist ministry. Come on up. That's what a man said to me when I was down the chart. I was preaching my heart out. God is my witness. Wasn't nobody saying nothing. It's just like you take your words and throw them against the wall and hit you back. You throw them. <laughs> I never forget that. And he sit behind me and say, come on up, son. Come on up. I'm going like, I need some water now. <laughs> How fucking I go? I'm screaming, man. All right. In verse 11. He said unto them, under you is given, we're in Mark chapter 4, verse 11, under you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. And verse 12 says, that seeing you may see and not perceive, and hearing you may hear and not understand, lest at any time you should be converted, they be converted of their sins, uh, and their sins should be forgiven them. All right. And, and the reason why they sinned could not be forgiven them, they were blind. They couldn't see. All right. Now, because they could not understand the word. All right. Now, that's the mystery of the kingdom. All right. Now, what's the next thing I gave you? Let's go to Luke chapter 17, verse 20. See, Paul preached the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm going to show you that. That's in the also... Uh, Romans 16, 25. Write that down. We go there immediately after here. Uh, I'm, I'm going where right now? The Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 17. See, the Lord already told you. A lot of this stuff that you might have heard me say, but I, I, I'm a pastor who preaches things over and over. I, I do it till you get the point. I preached on the Gospel of the Kingdom, and, and, and uh, I, I'll teach you about the Promised Land, or I teach you about Christ, or I teach you about grace, I teach you about the kingdom, and I'm all talking about the same thing. So if you know Israel were going to the promised land, they had to be headed to grace. Because they're going to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. They're going to a land where they didn't have to have no labor. God Almighty, you have to understand what labor is. You have to understand what grace is. Grace is where you already got rest. You're not looking for rest. Once you find grace, you find rest. But you found rest from all your labor. You found rest from your labor. Even the father himself in Genesis chapter 1 would tell you he sees from his own works. 
Once he finished making everything, he entered back into grace. That's what you got to understand. That's what you got to do is find rest. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn in me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. You shall find rest for your soul. That's grace. See, you, you got to understand grace. Grace has no work. Romans chapter 11, verse 6 says, if there are work, there's no more grace. You can't have grace and work. If you got it by label, it was not by grace. It was not your inheritance. Hallelujah. Let me put it this way. If you went out and you hit the number, it was not your inheritance. You just hit the number. Don't just say, well, you know, the Lord gave me my inheritance. No, he didn't give you no inheritance. You played the number and you won. Now, don't add God in that. I heard a man tell me, uh, not tell me, but told his audience, he said, if you, if you hit the number, don't bring the money here. And I said, were you with me when I heard that? He said, yeah, if you hit the money, don't bring that dirty money here. I'm going, like, that guy got to have a lot of money. Because most of the money that come in everywhere dirty. But I didn't tell you that. that was, that's what he says. I would not tell you to go out. I would not tell you to go out and gamble. That's not me. I would not tell you that. Because you in the, you in the kingdom. I teach you in the kingdom. You, if you're in the kingdom, you have no reason to gamble. That means my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what happens in the kingdom. I'm going to show you that's what Jesus taught. He taught a kingdom life. And we're going to go back and see what he taught. He showed you the, the, the mysteries of the, of the kingdom, how the kingdom work. That's why he got on everybody about faith. How is it that you have no faith? Because that's how the kingdom work. God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly place in Christ, but you have to operate through your faith. And you cannot operate in your faith if you don't know the word. That's what, you, you know, you got people say, yeah, but the Lord, the Lord. You know, it's just like I told my wife yesterday. You just can't say you jump out, jump out of the airplane and say, the Lord will make sure I don't get myself hurt. <laughs> See, you, you, you can't take foolishness and call it faith. Faith is what God has given you in your heart to believe the word. Let me say it again. Faith is God's spirit in your heart. When the word is being preached and taught, you can believe it. When somebody said the word said this, you, you have the ability to believe it. If you don't have faith, you can't believe that. You just can't believe it. I, I, I like to believe that. I know you would. You got to have faith to believe the word. All right. Now let's go to Luke chapter number 17. You enjoying the word? All right, it's going fast. I only got 14 minutes in this service, so you get, get it. Luke chapter 17, verse 20. When the Pharisees, when he was the man of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come? When, when is it coming? You got folks today still waiting for it. How do I know that? You waiting for the Lord. What do you think the Lord's supposed to do when he come? Bring his kingdom. That's what you were taught. Let me go to this camera. People are taught they're waiting for Jesus to return and they don't realize you're waiting for the kingdom. 
See, that's what happened. You don't even understand what the kingdom is. You think God's going to come here and set up his kingdom. That's what people tell you. When the Lord comes, he's going to set up his kingdom. And then he's going to stop dealing with the Gentile and go back and deal with the Jews. Is that right? You've been lied to. Let me show you. Let me show you about the kingdom. Luke chapter 17, verse 20 says, And when he was demanding the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God coming not with observation. The kingdom of God does not come by you seeing. The kingdom of God does not come by you by observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here is Christ. Ah, this verse doesn't say Christ. But he do have a verse that says, Christ, Mark 13, 21, Matthew 24, 23. He says, lo, he is Christ. Here it says, lo, here, lo, there. We'll go look at it in a moment. The kingdom of God is within you. Now, we know now, since we are in the new covenant, we know who the kingdom of God is. Some people, some people know, you know, you got a few know. That, that's sad, too. You got a few. Mark, Mark 13, 21. Let me show it to you. Now, I said this to you every time I minister to Mark in your Bible. You get another Bible. The Bible will be here when you're dead and gone. So you better get all you can get out of it. Mark chapter 13, verse 21. He said the same thing. Let's read it again. I want to show the people on the screen. See, he don't just say he... he Low here, low there. He told you who you were looking for. The word low here, low there means you looking for Christ. Look here, okay? Look there. Here it is, Mark, 4, Mark chapter 13, verse 21 on the screen. And then if any man should say to you, low here is Christ. See, it doesn't say that over, over in uh, Luke. But here it tell you, low here is Christ, or low there, don't believe it. False Christ going to come. Now, if you finish reading, go back to, go back to Luke 17, 20. Because he's just showing you what the kingdom. In Luke 17, 20. And when he was the man of the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God should come. See, he told them what the kingdom is, Christ. Well, has Christ come yet? Are you still waiting on Christ to come? See, people still don't know. How can you be born again don't even know you in, you in Christ and Christ in you? That's why I keep telling you, most people had not found the kingdom yet. And when he was the man of the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said to them, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo, he is, lo, he is there. Now we know that he is Christ. Or behold, the kingdom of God within you. He's telling you that's who Christ is, the kingdom of God is in you. Isn't that what the Bible told you? Let's go look at it. Let's go to, to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. See, why? Because you won't know that until the word revealed. Well, who revealed the word? Paul. Jesus preached the mystery, of, uh, the mystery of the kingdom. Paul preaching the revelation of the mystery. Let's go over and look at it. Colossians chapter 1. See, it's an awesome thing to go to church, but it's an awesome thing to go to church where the word is. Because when you go to church where the word is, you've you got to become a student. Because if you sit up there and just fuss with the word all the time, you're never going to get it. Because you think you already got it. You don't have it. Remember me. I've been in ministry 43 years. I'm still learning. You got to stay in that past. I'm still learning. 
Take your tapes like everybody else do and listen to them. I meet so many people and that's what I tell them. I want to say good morning to uh, my sister Viviette, Viverette, I'm sorry, Carolyn. We had a chance to be with her yesterday in the hospital. All right. But my point is this here. When we left there, she had on our tape. And you keep listening to the word, sister. Because our God is able to do exceedingly. Abundant above all that we actually think. But it's according to the power that works in us. And that power is faith and love. Nothing he can't do. Colossians 1.27. Let me show you who's in you. It says, to whom God would make known. Whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentile. He told you, Gentile was getting the word before the Jews were. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what was the mystery that Jesus was preached? The mystery of the kingdom was Christ. Let's go show you that in Romans. Go back to Romans 16. From the book of Romans chapter 16. And verse 25. See, you gotta, you got to know that Jesus only preached the mystery of the kingdom, parables. But he was preaching you how to live in the kingdom. He was getting, you, getting Israel ready so when they go in, when Paul would come, grace would come, Christ would come, they would know how to live in the kingdom. And that's my job right now. I'm preparing you to live in the kingdom. I'm telling you what the kingdom is. The kingdom is Christ. I'm giving you the word how you got to walk in the spirit. You got to walk in the life. I'm teaching you how to live in the kingdom. So all these things that God has for you will come up on you and begin to dominate, operate your life and run over you. But you got to understand how you got to walk in the kingdom. This is not a game. All right. Romans 16, 25. Now to him, it's on the street. Now to him is a power to establish you according to my gospel, Paul says. And the preaching of Jesus Christ, watch this, according to the revelation of the mystery. See, Jesus preached the mystery of the kingdom. Mark 4, 11, I showed you that. Jesus, Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. The revelation of the mystery is Christ. Jesus preached the mystery of the kingdom. That means, the mystery means it's still in secret. Paul preached the revelation of what was in secret. See, it's not secret anymore. We know who the kingdom is. Some of y'all might say, you just might one day, might slip out. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 6 now, verse 25. We'll close out on that today. Hallelujah to the Lord Jesus. Chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. I'm going to start verse 25. Come to this camera. I'm going to start verse 25. Because verse 24, it will tell you you can't serve two masters. And that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to serve law and grace. See, law was their master. You can't serve law and grace. All right, that's why the thing that people are talking about in the new covenant, you can't use sowing and reaping. Now, I'm going to show you that pretty much. 
before this, maybe the next teaching, but sooner or later. You can't use that in the new covenant. I know a lot of people out there, they say, Pastor, do you, do you believe in sowing and reaping new covenant? You, there's no sowing and reaping new covenant. Everything you got, you didn't sow nothing to get it. See, that's why I keep going over grace. When Israel got to the promised land, the Bible told them, you're going to have gardens that you didn't plant. You got houses that you did not build. You got pomegranates. You got fruit trees. You got olive trees. But you didn't plant them. Why? You enter into another man's labor. I just saw the scripture. I just saw that scripture. John 4, 38. See, the Holy Ghost is so good. Just put it on the screen. I don't even, let me find it in my Bible. Hallelujah. Watch this. The Gospel of John. Look at it. My Bible just opened right to it. I don't know what I don't know what I got to do to show you guys. I don't know what I, not me show you, but I don't know what you got to do the Lord to show you. Look at look at the Gospel chapter four, and let's back up to verse thirty-one. Let's just take it from there. The Gospel John chapter four. John chapter four. John is Jesus teaching the Gospel of the Kingdom. John chapter four, verse thirty-one. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, said, Master, eat. But Jesus said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. They said to him, uh, they said to the disciples one to another, has any man brought him on to eat? Jesus said to them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Now, why is he doing this? Why do he have to finish his work? So they could have grace. Didn't get it. Well, if y'all can get y'all to get it. Why Jesus had to finish his work? So his disciples can have grace. There wouldn't be no grace. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. But he had to finish his work. The word inheritance means I entered into another man's labor. I did no work for. I receive what another man laid up for me. See, some of y'all don't see it. Once you understand that you've got so much laid up for you, you're trying to still operate in labor. That's why you can't get it. Watch this. Uh, John chapter 4 and 34, one more time. Jesus said to them, my meat is to, is to do the will of God and finish his work. See, he had to finish his work so grace can come. So verse 35, say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come his harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the field. They are white already, the harvest. And he that reapeth, receive his wages, and gather fruit unto, the, unto life eternal. Say it again. He that reapeth, receive wages, and gather fruit unto life eternal. That both he and that both he that soweth, now remember you ain't the sower. So if you go back and read Jesus' teaching, he said the sower sowed the word. He's the sower. So he says that he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. So you got to rejoice with the Lord because he the one that sowed. See the Father, God so loved the world that he gave. He the one that sowed. 
All you can do is reap. Hallelujah. Let's read the next 37. 37 says, and here I am that is saying true. Here it is. One soweth. Capital one. One soweth. The father soweth and another reapeth. All you can do is reap. I sent you to reap. Now he's going to tell his disciples, listen, I'm not sending you to sow. That's my job. The father already gave what you need. I'm the only seed. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.16. Christ is the only seed in this book. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Another man labored and you are entering into their labor. That's the only thing you can do is enter into his labor. Give the Lord a big hand for that. Now you're in John chapter 6. Oh my God. John chapter 6. Not John, Matthew. Thank you all for helping the brother. Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to do just one verse now. I don't have the time. Oh God, I can't do that. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. Sound like don't worry. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about what you're going to put on. Is not the life more than the meat, the body more than the raiment? Behold the fowls of the air. Let me show you something. They don't sow. Neither do they reap. They don't even have a bond to keep their stuff in. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? What is he doing? He's trying to teach them how to operate in the kingdom. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? Why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and how they toil. I'm sorry, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon and all of his clothes was not dressed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which only lasts for a day, maybe the is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, ye a little faith told you what you needed. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? And whether with us shall we be clothed? For after all these things through the Gentiles see, you acting like folk who don't have a heavenly father. This is what you got to do. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek first, make sure you're in the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom, come on, get on your feet. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. All this stuff that you talk about you need to live shall be added. Not maybe. You got to make sure you're in Christ. You got to make sure you're in the kingdom. 
You got to make sure you are in grace. Make sure you're in the grace light. Make sure you have the Holy Spirit. All this other stuff you're doing, shut that down. Make sure you got what it takes. Make sure you are who you are first. If you're in the kingdom, if you're in God's grace, you got God, Holy Spirit, God takes care of his own. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. You watch this television broadcast. Come on, clap your hand with us. Clap your hand with us. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.